Now, on the tee, it's Maddie and the Caddy. Here's Matt Barry and Michael Collins. Ah, yes, your weekly tee box dysfunction is back. Alongside the West Coast Caddy. Michael I am the East Coast cold, <laughs> snowy Maddie. Oh, sorry, dog. Yeah, I flew back from Florida. I uh, hit us it up. It's nice <laughs> out here. Just this, it's not yeah. like, just, just a heads up. It is not like sunny Southern California. Yeah. This is not like LA weather. Yeah, Tory so Pine sounds awful. Uh, <laughs> hit us up on social media at Maddie and Caddy, the word M A T T Y, the word and C A D D I E. That is both the Instagram. That is the Twitter. And please subscribe to, rate, and review this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Tell a friend, tweet at us, steal someone's phone and subscribe for them. It helps us out and helps more people find the show. And be sure to check out the newest podcast on the ESPN roster, SV Pod. He's back. He's dropping new episodes every Tuesday evening. This week, he's talking to Gonzaga head coach Mark Few. They'll talk hoops, but apparently Mark loves to fish. I know SVP will hit on that, so check it out. SV Pod. Subscribe wherever you are listening to this podcast. We have a fun show today because there's a number of things we got to touch on. Tiger. He's back. We got to go to the Tiger Woods, uh, him playing this week at Torrey Pines at a farmer's insurance open. We've got the caddy with some huge news we'll get into in a minute. Mm. We got to talk Jack Nicholas in his 80th birthday because we're taping this on what is the greatest of all time. Can we say our boy? Our boy, friend of, is, the, friend of yeah. the program, Jack Pre- Nicholas. Friend of the program. And maybe first podcast we ever let out there was. And the first podcast he's ever done. That's right. Is so, the birthday boy Jack Nicholas so as we tape this today. We've got some some Jack stuff for you, and I have a uh, a rant about a thing going on in golf that I believe ap- makes absolutely no sense. Plus, mm. a change at the qualifications to get into the World Golf Hall of Fame. Yeah, so we've we've got a, a lot a, to do today. More than a little irony in that one. Yeah, dude, like you can, that one smells. You can read right. You know what? Let's just start if it there. Smells like a farm. Let's start <laughs> and there. You're driving by a farm. Uh, so, it's probably horse dookie. So what? The, the changes to the eligibility are the following. Since we're both entertained by this, because we, you and I, thought the exact same thing and reread it. All right. Changes to the eligibility to get into the World Golf Hall of Fame include lowering the age of a male or female competitor from 50 to 45 years of age (laughs) or three years retired from the game. A player will be eligible for induction provided he or she turns 45 the year of the induction ceremony. This is is not the first time they changed this. No. They had it at 40 at one time. At 40. Yeah, why not just make it 20? You know what I mean? Just, we'll start putting the kids in there. This is ridiculous. Now, ironically enough, they changed the qualification, the qualification, man. <laughs> it's easy for you to say. They've changed the qualifications on the year that, huh, I wonder who turns, who turns 45? I can't think I'm of thinking who it is. Of, I just, I don't uh, know. Oh, that's rise right. With, rise with goods. That's rise. right. Rhymes with, Rhymes with Higer, Higer shoulds. <laughs> so lion coulds. <laughs> by the way, but but don't don't twist this either, because yeah, 
first, this is the Tiger rule for induction to the Hall of Fame, one. But two, they lowered the age from 50 to 45. Guess who is still under the age of 50? Phil Mickelson. He's 49. And so what you're seeing now are the two greatest players of this era they're going to be in the Hall of Fame by two of the all-time greats, right? By the end, of, by the end of end of the year. And here's the worst part: the worst part. And I know it's really going to hurt some people's feelings, and I am truly sorry. But here's the truth: No, you're not. I am. I am because I don't like hurting anyone's feelings. Okay. Like I have a friend of mine who works for the World Golf Hall of Fame. You know, but guess what? No one cares. <laughs> this, like, I'm sorry, this is blunt, straight up truth. <laughs> this is the only sport, the only one on the, in the United States. Ain't nobody who plays this sport gives a damn about getting in the Hall of Fame. Is that true? Lee Trevino, dude, I've been there. Lee Trevino's locker's empty. He won't even give him anything. He won't give him nothing. So you're telling the, me. You're talking about a celebration of the game of golf and there's not one caddy yeah. in there. Like the, you already know I'm going to have a problem with that. Like, but I love the fact that like everybody, when you talk to a baseball player, you're like, man, what would it mean to you to get in the hall of fame? They, oh my gosh. Oh my God. You could, you, you take the four major sports and you, you tell me one player who, if you told him hall of fame, like, is that one? Oh, my. It, there's not right. one that says yes. Okay. You could walk out on the driving range today. Like, Freddie Couples, who got inducted, he laughed at the fact that he got inducted into the Hall of Fame. That's another one they changed. You got to have 15 total wins. You should hear Bob Harry. Like, you were going to go on a rant on. So, Bob Harry was going on his rant. There's a dude. Somebody, I don't know, Barnabas Smith, whatever his name is. The dude won like 20 times on the PGA Tour, and he's not in the Hall of Fame. Not even eligible. And the dude's dead. Like, all, you've, <laughs> all these qualifications that you have for people and people that should be in the Hall of Fame are not in, and people that don't necessarily need to be in the Hall of Fame are in there, too. Like, you know, as, as, as a Hall of Famer myself... At, uh... <laughs> I was trying not to laugh, man. Honestly, <laughs> so was I. I was honestly trying so not was to I. laugh. Um, <laughs> at a quite a at, 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 at a young age, albeit at, you know, forty years old. But look, no, I would say. By the way, you thank, you, Walt, thank you, Walter Cronkite School of Journalism at Arizona State University for the induction. Um, nice. So, how many people in that Hall of Fame? I'm the fiftieth inductee. You were number 52? Okay, that's kind of special. You know who was number one? Al Michaels. Well, shouldn't it have been Walter Cronkite if it's his school? Well, no, you're not inducted. You're the, you got the damn title of the school. What else do you want? Oh, okay. Yeah. Al Michaels is number one, uh, and you're number, number 50. 50. Yeah. That's awesome. That's, now I got to go check that list to see like who's number 29. That's some, that's some backward synergy. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but if you, if you were to look at... Hall of Fames. Here's how I would rank them in terms of what I feel is prestige in okay. terms of the athlete. Prestige. I would, yeah, I would say NFL. Canton's one. Yep, agreed. Cooperstown is two. Agreed. Springfield Naismith Hall of Fame three. NBA for those who don't follow. Agreed. And then I would probably do hockey. No, I would almost. I don't know if I wouldn't rank the College Football Hall of Fame ahead of hockey. 
Mm, in Atlanta. Now, a lot of people don't even know there is a college football Hall of Fame in Atlanta. And I got to be honest, I didn't know where it was until last year during the tour championship when there was an event there and I got to go see the place and it was awesome. What that's is, where, oh, that's oh. where, uh, as a college football nerd, met, that place is my, it's amazing. But that's where I just remember it as 69 boys performed and Matt Kuchar got on stage and did Tootsie Roll. Even oh, after all right, the controversy right. and yeah. stuff, it was bananas that Ricky didn't know the Tootsie Roll and Matt Kuchar got up there, no shame in his game, and was kicking it, too. So, so let me ask you this. I don't know that college football – let me – okay, I, I'll tell you this. College Football Hall of Fame in the United States, more yeah. important. Overall, I don't, on, I don't on know. the North American continent, I would put the NHL Hall of Fame – Higher. Right. So I don't know anything about the Hockey Hall of Fame. Where is it? Like I don't know anything about it. Because you know what I don't here's here's this and and I admit this is the most ignorant thing, but I just assume that if I'm talking about Lemieux, Gretzky, uh Yamer Yager and all these guys, it's like all right, they're in the Hall of Fame. That's just what I assume. I don't know that. Like I know Derek Jeter's getting in the Hall of Fame. Here's what I don't like about right. Hall of Fames. And I want to get into why the golf one doesn't matter to the golf because I find that an interesting take or an interesting fact, rather. Here's what I don't like about Hall of Fames. All right. My uh, good uh, a friend of mine, Drew Pearson, the original 88 for the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. he's the only, I worked with him when I was in Dallas. He's the only member of the all-decade team of the 1970s to not be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Caught what was then, never had a name, but he caught... The Hail Mary. Correct. Yeah. It is. Here's. If he isn't played since the 70s, right? So if his statistics weren't good enough then, why are they all of a sudden going to be good enough now? I don't understand how his time goes on. And I think Drew should be a Hall of Famer. I, I think Drew Pierce should be a Hall of Famer. But some of these guys that get in after being on the ballot over and over and over and over and over and over and over, to me, you're either a Hall of Famer or you're not. Time, yeah, should, but the time shouldn't the, do anything with that. Well, it does, though. But And here's the problem why. It's because the guys who, in, on, in some cases, guys who don't vote for someone are doing it because they got a grudge with this person. I agree. So it's like I'm not putting you in on the first ballot. Okay, Maybe no, no. I'll let you in later if you if you show me some contrition. And first, I'm like, first ballot, I hate that. First I hate ballot's that. different. There are there the, the 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 writers that take themselves too seriously that don't want people to be a first ballot Hall of Famer because some guy back in the the forties right, wasn't. That's, then why? If you're I not agree good, with you, there. I, I, I agree. But, Look, you're either good enough to be in or not. It does. Who cares what ballot? I'm like, talking. I'm talking. Well, because they they see a prestige in first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah, but, but why? I, That's not. Look, it's not for them to you're decide. You're talking to somebody who doesn't care about that. When you know. go into a Hall of Fame, it's not like, well, this room is first ballot Hall of Famers, and this room is no, second I ballot agree. Hall of Famers, and this room is third ballot. Like if it, if that were the case, they should do that for writers. They should be like, well, you're really not that good of a writer. Like you've just been around a long time. That doesn't. I make also you don't a think writers writer. should hold as much power to get into the Hall of Fame as they do. I completely. I think agree. it should be based on your peers. The ones think, that actually have the ability to get in. I, I just think don't understand. Should have more of a say, but I think writers. I think I think the the media should have a say, but I don't think that they should be the end all be all. It's like the Heisman Trophy. I think the players that have actually won it 
should have more of a say than the people that just write about it. Nah, I don't. I don't. I'm. The problem is there's too many guys that once they stop playing, they don't pay attention. Well, but there's also too many guys that have Heisman ballots that either A, vote on it regionally, or right. B, they turn it in way too soon without waiting for everything to play out. <laughs> yeah. But but it, writers we're, do that too. We're getting off the golf subject, but yeah. I just, I, I, I love that we both read the release and kind of knew exactly why they did oh, it. Oh, you have I'm, no idea how many people in the media center are laughing. Is it because the, does the Hall of Fame not mean a lot to golfers because of major championships? And because of who's in there. That's the problem. It's not just, it's not just, it's, it's a combination of everything. Like, like you said, when you think of the National Football Hall of Fame. Yeah. And you go and you look at the busts that are in there and the, the, the people and the sacrifices that were made to get in there. Like, that's a place of, it's hallowed ground. It's prestige. And it's a celebration of what football was and what it has become. And the World Golf Hall of Fame just isn't that. You know what I mean? Like there was a big thing on as I love Bob Hope and I love, you know, what he did for the game, but you know, is does, is Bob Hope a Hall of Famer? Like No. Yeah, this this does he get a wing? Like uh I, I don't you know, I don't understand it. Like, okay, great. It's a celebration of the whole game. But if that's the case, then, number one, the first people that should be in there is golfers and caddies. That's it. Like, you have a statue of Francis we met and Eddie Lowry in front of the building because of what they did and what what happened to golf, especially in the United States after the two of them did what they did. But, again, it was a team effort. So you got a caddy outside and there's no one – I don't understand that. Like that's offensive, right? That's a that's a that'd be you know, that'd be like having a hall of fame and having a statue of a man and a woman, and then only men are inside. Or you have a, a statue of one African American and one Caucasian, but only Caucasians are inside. Like that's not you can't do that. You can't do that if you want to be taken seriously now, and then you change it up every like to be convenient. Like once you set a way to get into the Hall of Fame, that's it. Like, you got to be 50 years old. you got to win this many events. You have to have this many majors on your resume. Or if you don't have this many majors, then you have to have at least this many wins. And and I think the Hall of Fame, too, is 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 a lot like, I mean, it's it's not hard to do with a lot of people in any sport. You just say the name, and as soon as you hear the name, you go, yeah, Hall of Famer. Yep. And it's it's not difficult. I mean, there are some that are difficult, you know. Like what, what the NFL's going through, what they're going to go through with Eli Manning. Like Eli Manning. Everyone, and Philip Rivers. Time, everyone goes, who? Yeah, Philip Rivers. Who? Like Rivers, especially, he doesn't, at, right. Rivers doesn't have the, he doesn't have the, the Super Bowls. Is Zach so Johnson Eli, a Hall of Famer? No. Jim Furyk. Yes. Zach Johnson. Zach Johnson's won two major championships. And, so it it happens in golf is my point. Like yeah, absolutely, it, it, it happens. Absolutely, yeah. But you're like you know, hey, you want to go? Let's go to the World Golf Hall of Fame so we can see the display <laughs> of Frank Trichinian. <laughs> what did he play? No, nah, no, nah, he was the CBS. Exi- what? <laughs> what? 
handicap 18. Yeah, right. I just it, it, look. I love Dan Jenkins. I think he was one of the greatest golf writers ever. Ever. He's awesome. You know? He was amazing. Just I don't. All the other stuff aside, I think there should be a. The, I think there should be a media wing of each Hall of Fame. I yeah, that's fine. But it's a, it should be a wing. Like you're not. You're not. And I'm, I feel the same way about caddies. Like, I don't think caddies should be in the same room as players, but they should have a room. There should be a place for them. Or I like, think a that, shack, like a yeah, shack. Yeah, 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 yeah like, like a caddy shack. Yeah, or, like you know what? Garage. A building that's kind of attached and just has the outdoor walkway you got to use to get to it. Yeah. It's not fully covered, you know. So if it's raining sideways, you're still getting wet, but, like, the building's there. <laughs> like, it should be that way. Like, you know, I'd love to see a full-size statue of you. Can can I choose when? <laughs> I want a shot of me at like twenty four. No, no, no. That's not a. That's an no, accurate, not today. That's not, a, that's not an accurate representation of who you are. Sure, it is. It's who I am. It's part of who I am. You know, I had to be that person to become this person. Now, uh, Caddy joins us uh, from Tory Pines, where Tiger will tee it up uh, for the first time this season. Just had his press conference. Yeah, I, I was just gonna, saw him for the first time. Yeah. Gave him a hug. Said what's up. Awesome. He gave, that he, he he came gave with, me crap about the Eagles. He's like, of course, he calls them the Eaglets. How about your little Eaglets? So he came, oh, that's like, awesome. He got him on the podcast right after you guys hugged it out and talked. That's good. So Tiger Woods joining us now. Oh no, you didn't. Forgot. You said us. What? And you said we. <laughs> Which one of us gets the phone numbers the, and who's the, the one? The show title is Maddie and a Caddy, which hang on a sec. True. I'm going to put the agent to the stars, Jim Ornstein, <laughs> real quick. He's calling. He's on speaker. Hang really? on just one second. Jim. <laughs> yeah, he's on. That's our agent. Yeah, that's there he is. He, that's how you know the podcast is good when the agent calls. Our agent calls during the podcast. Yeah. Like, that's always going to be hey, an awesome one. Do you, uh, I'll call you when we're done, but I just want to let you know, Caddy told a story a second ago about how he saw Tiger for the first time today, and they hugged, and they they, they you know busted each other's Titleist for a minute. But yet, guess who we have as a guest today on the podcast? Nobody. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's because I let Maddie in charge. <laughs> I let Maddie go. Yeah. <laughs> Maddie went through his phone Rolodex and... Maddie went through the phone Rolodex, and you called. <laughs> All right, I'll uh, I'll call you when I'm done taping this no guest podcast. <laughs> we did right. have a guest, our agent, our agent yeah, is actually, now actually, on the podcast. You're right, see? Ornstein, Jim Good Ornstein, get, Maddie, <laughs> William Morris, and Dever, right here on my phone. See, agent to the stars was our guest today on Maddie and Caddy. All right, I'll, <laughs> I'll hit you in a bit. All right. Yeah. So, see, that's funny. See, my phone. Now um, I want to see Tiger a little bit later. All right, so what What did Tiger playing, say in his press conference? He's playing the North Course today, by the way. Yeah, he's going to practice on the North Course later this afternoon because during a pro-am on Wednesday, he's playing the South Course. Now, the South Course has had some serious changes in the bunkering around the course, which is going to play into how the course plays. But the North Course is where he's going to have to get rid of baggage. I talked about it on SportsCenter. Because one of the reasons Tiger's won here seven times is because, number one, he loves Poana Greens. That's what he grew up putting, so he's really confident putting on Which is why he's going to win the PGA Championship, but go ahead. I don't know about that. It's Harding Park. But this, well, we'll get to what the problem's going to be for Tiger this week. So when he's learning the North Course, as many times as he's won over there, since he won here in 2013, here's Tiger's finishes. Tie for 80th, withdraw, miscut. 
tie for 23rd, tie for 20th. Injuries. Injuries are part of it, but also now the redesign, like last year, finishing T20, part of that was because over on the north course, it is no longer the course you go, hey, I'm going to go shoot six under. No, they, no, they definitely built themselves a little Correct. defense over there. It's, it's So now it's not like go have fun for a day over on the north course That's right. and light it up. You got to – so for Tiger, he's – He's got the baggage of being on the north course and lighting that place up. What did he say in his press conference? He said he hadn't really touched a golf club until after the President's Cup. He didn't touch a golf club until just a couple weeks ago. <sighs> Tiger by six strokes. He's going to run away with it. No, and because here's the problem. The problem for Tiger this week is temperature. Every morning we're starting in the 40s, yep. and every day we're not touching a number that starts with a seven. No, it's like at the uh, U.S. Open at Pebble. You got that huge marine layer. So what are we talking about here with Tiger Woods, a guy who's had four back surgeries, and what is one of the keys for him? The keys is once he gets that back warm, keeping it warm. You're not going to be able to do that out here when it's 50 degrees, even if it's only blowing 15 miles an hour. That marine layer goes through you, period. There's You can't get enough clothes on. Trust me when I tell you. Like, that's a problem for Tiger out here now. That is going to be a big problem of him staying warm and keeping that back loose. One little sitting on a tee box for 15 minutes and you're finished. It's gone. That's it. So that's what he's going to be fighting this week. Now, I still think that Tiger's going to finish probably top 15, maybe top 10. Mm. Like I'm, I, I'd I'm, love to take that action, but I agree with you. I've, I'm feeling like he's going to play really well. I just am very nervous about any time he's sitting on a tee box for 10 or 15 minutes. You know where I stand with Tiger this time of year, right? We've been doing this long enough to know that I don't care about anything he does until now. April. Right. I don't care. Make the cut, fine. Mess around, get some swings, putt, and then show up. At Augusta. Yeah, but see, you know what he said in the, today in his press conference, though? He did say nothing breeds confidence more than winning. So a lot of times for a lot of my majors, I felt really good going into the major because I already had a win under my belt. So I think this Tiger, like, wants to win early before going back to Augusta. So, I mean, we made our predictions last podcast. We did. So, no, and you want him to feel good about his golf going into Augusta National. Yeah, yeah. I do. But even though it, just it, repeating there is just man, it, even for Tiger. You know what? The other thing that Tiger talked about he had never really talked about before huh. was um, managing his adrenaline. Was the term that he used? Where that before when? the before the tournament starts and when it gets going. You know why he's saying that? Because he's so jacked up to play. Correct. Because he knows he's back to being able to play competitive golf. And I, he didn't think but he was, he was gonna... also he was also talking about like he he's always been that way, where he's got to really dumb it. And this is his words: he's got to dumb it down for himself. Yeah, but back in the day when he used to walk the driving range, he'd already open up with a three shot lead just from walking from one end of the range to the other. <laughs> this is true. So this he, is, you know, this is true. So, he, he, but this he, generation he, is different, though. Too. Oh, I know, like, but but I think that I think the fact that he knows that he can beat this generation at Tiger Peak at Peak Tiger that excites him, and he's I got a, That's look, look at his first round scores. They're always awful. 
Yeah, that's true. But and I still don't think I don't know that we've seen Pete Tiger this this guy who Pete Tiger yet. I think we've seen glimpses of him, but I still mm. don't think we've seen him. That's right. We've completely, seen because uh, th- we got to remember at the Masters, everyone else they they came back. Did a little, they little little dookie in they drawers yeah. on the twelfth hole. You know, no, but and we've seen around. We've seen yes. a round here and there of peak time. Yeah. Like maybe but one round of tournament. I don't know that this week is going to be like, no. hey, Tiger's firing on no, all cylinders I, I don't care stuff. that he does. Yeah. You know, do what so he has I don't to know. do. All right, so <laughs> when we come back here on Mad Indie Caddy. I, you got a rant. I got a rant. And I got big news. And you've got big you news. Uh, but before we go to break, uh, he's a friend of the podcast. We love the guy to death. A happy birthday to the great Jack Nicholas, 80 years old, Tuesday, January 21st. Again, he was, he was the first podcast we put out there. Uh, he spent so much time with us. He's always been very gracious, uh, to us. He sent oh. me a video on my 40th birthday. Mm. Um, helping, I got a Christmas card from him. Yeah, I got that as well. The, 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 the Jack and Barbara Christmas card. Yeah. But the, the, the birthday video of him helping me. Oh choose gosh. which course I needed to play of his. Yeah. Uh, so he's, he's, look, we love him. Uh, one of the greats, if not the all-time greatest. I think Before, we both hold on, Tiger. Let me tell the story at least of how that first podcast at the end of it. Maddie almost missed the train. I mean, almost like, missed Maddie, the train from Shinnecock. Back to New York, which he would have had to stay overnight and slept on a floor because this is how. But cool I had to remember I had to work the next day. I well, you were supposed to. Yeah. If you didn't make that train. That would have been the most expensive Uber ride ever, ever. But anyway, Maddie's in the time crunch, right? So, but we got Jack. Like, we're sitting with Nicholas. And after we're done, instead of getting up to run out, we take the mics and stuff, set them down, and Jack starts telling us stories. Starts holding court. Like, but now there's only six of us sitting there, right? And so it's like us and Jack Nicholas, and he's telling us stories. And I mean all kinds of stories that run the gamut, not just golf stories, but off the course fun stuff. And it was just like, and I'm looking at Maddie like, hey, don't you got to go? And the look on Maddie's face for everybody listening was like, I know I got to leave. Shut up. We ain't going nowhere. Like Jack is holding it down. And until he's done, that was it. And then when we finally did leave, which was like 45 minutes after we should have, we were both like, how is it that we didn't leave when we were supposed to leave? How are we going to come up with an excuse? And it was just, it was awesome. I but mean, the, this guy's telling stories about world leaders. Right. Right. That's And that's what I mean. The nice thing is someone like Jack Nicholas has stories that you cannot believe that will never go public, Ever. but are one of those things where when you get to sit around and have him tell stories... Like, that's something that, that will mean something to both of us for the rest of our lives. The fact that, that he was comfortable enough sitting down with us and we could enjoy those stories with him. And then you just see a side of Jack that you know is there because you see that guy on television and still does interviews and is still sharp as a tack. But even though you know that side's there, until you're actually sitting with the man and chatting and giggling and needling each other and whatnot, like, that was just... Man, it, it made it perfect that he was our first guest. Yep. It was, it was, you know, and, we, and we've gone downhill since. <laughs> you get the Golden Bear, the great I'm Jack Nicholas. And I then, know. 
and then after Jack gets done for probably an extra, what, 45 minutes, I literally, right when when, when our, our, our good buddy Scott Tully starts to take him, he's like, all right, we got to go do another thing. The second that I saw uh, Jack was out of sight, I dropped everything, and I literally sprinted off that area, and I had to sprint to the train. <laughs> Sprint to my car because I drove you. That's right. I drove. I, you. I did miss the train. No, man, I got you there. No, 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 no. Remember, well, we had the to make the adjust one. the original train. I missed. Correct. And then I'm like, dude, we got to go. So we go to we haul ass to your car, and you took me to a train station. Didn't I? Did I pick up the one I missed? Like exit? How did we do that? I don't well, know. you you missed the one you were originally scheduled for, and there were no more trains going to that origin that station. That's right. So I drove you an hour and thirty <laughs> minutes to a station that had a train that was going to get you uh, to where you needed to go, and we were booking it to get to that one. We were, and there was an accident. It, it was yeah, it was great. So all right, it was so, awesome though. It, it was. Well it's, it, it's a great story. Now we posted the picture that we got from that day on our social media channel. So happy birthday uh, to the great Jack Nicholas coming up. On Maddie and the Caddy, I have a rant and a question. Caddy has some big news. That and more still ahead. Welcome back to Maddie and the Caddy. All right. Do we want to do your news or my question slash rant? Oh, I want the question rant. This okay. is driving me nuts. I want to know. All right. So I flew back uh, from Connecticut or from Florida. Uh, where this It's Tuesday. We're taping. It's about 3 p.m. Eastern. I flew back from Florida uh, this morning. I had some sports center meetings I had to attend, and then I'll, I'll, I'm heading back down to the, to the, the beautiful Palm Beach area um, tomorrow. But so while I'm out there in Florida, because I can't golf this time of year in Connecticut, I'm out at the, at the practice ranges and golfing quite a bit, and I'm seeing it more and more and more and more and more, and I'm trying to figure out why and why and why I'm seeing it more and more. I can't, for the life of me, figure out what people get out of on the driving range, the short game area, the putting green, what they get out of listening to their earbuds while they're practicing. When is the last time you played a round of golf with your earpods in? Yeah, but what okay. do you, you look, you're supposed to be mimicking conditions, right? You're not yeah. going to go out there listening to Tone Loke on the first tee when you're playing your buddy for money. So why would you, why would you create a, a scenario? Wait a minute. Stop right there. What? When we played for our bet. Yes. I had a speaker. You had music. We listened to music. I, but that's a good point. So when you're on the driving range, I'm not going to force everyone else on the driving range to listen to what I'm listening to. Would you, well, like first, you of all, you see, first of all, you shouldn't have your music out and about. I just don't understand. What? You shouldn't be listening to your music on the driving range. You you just said mimic on the course what you do. I listen to music on the golf course. Why wouldn't you listen to music to get into the rhythm? I don't. You know how many guys out on the practice range right now on the PGA Tour? Listen to music. I've seen Patrick Reed do it once or twice. Tiger did it at the Masters. Why? To get golf. What's golf about? Rhythm. Mental. No, golf is about rhythm. Golf is about getting into a good swing rhythm. What will get you into a Okay, good we're talking swing about rhythm. the greatest player to ever pick up a club. Jeff from Lake Worth is not one of the best to pick up. 
I just I it it's becoming a thing now where you can't even like you just you go to the range and everyone looks like robots because they got their earbud earbuds in and it. Why are you worried about what other people are doing on the driving range? I would be more concerned. One of the things that I try not to do is I don't blast music on the driving range. That's what I'm saying. Well, that's the thing. If I'm playing music through a speaker on the driving range. Why are you whispering now? Because the... So Justin Rose just went up on the podium. Yeah. Because the way they have the media center set up is the radio booths are in the back. Yeah. Then all the media people are sitting out. And then they put the podium in the same tent. Uh, So Justin Rose is doing his thing and like two of the camera guys turned around. So, wait, so are you, you know I get loud. Yeah, you do. So you're you're on board with people showing up to the practice range and the driving range. Wearing with, earphones? Absolutely. You are. Yeah. I don't Yeah. Like are you okay? Well hold I don't understand. How can you not be okay with people wearing earphones on the driving range and you're fine with people playing music on the course? Because dude, like when we're playing our music, we're doing it when we're driving from T shot to next shot. And yeah, but you hear the music when you're hitting a shot. Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. Oh well, then you get into that special zone, then don't you? Is it just? <laughs> is it that? Like, is I don't know why I'm whispering. Like, I'm. In I the can't room believe with you. you are getting old man like this. I know. I don't know. I, you know what it was. What? Is, why does that bother you so much? Because what it, here's what. Uh, I think it's because when I went to this this practice the other day, four stall like four area like on the range, four people in a row. Had the ear pods in four in a row, and right. I'm like, oh, so now this is the thing. Like the, the, it's like the week after Tiger wore KT tape, and everyone was all KT taped up. <laughs> so now they saw one dude do it, and now everyone's got to have their ear pods in listening to Enya. Like, what do we? I, I, it is very old guy of me. Yeah, I don't understand. Like, how does someone having ear pods in swinging a golf? How does that affect you? How does the it make them? How does it make them better? Well, you know what it does make you do? It makes you only focus on you because you don't hear anything else around you. So if someone in the stall next to you is on the phone having a conversation oh, or no, standing there the talking guy. to somebody, you, you wanted my big pet peeve. We did. I will give you this. You remember we talked about bad air in, in the airplane? Man, I got an email from a dude, one of our fans, who talked about, like, aerotoxicity thing. Like, it was a whole big thing about how how bad the air in the airplane is it's disgusting yeah well this is on the other side of the spectrum it's like well this not it doesn't affect you unless you're sitting there if i'm hitting golf balls next to you and you got headphones on and i'm letting the fact that you have headphones on affect my swing you're going to be easy to beat on the golf course but that's what i'm saying like i was more excited about the two four-year-olds and their family that was next to me because it was, you, it was hell in a handbasket when they were running around. I'm like, one of them's going to let go of their club and is going to put it right between my forehead. <laughs> but I'm, I loved it because I'm like, I have to concentrate hitting the ball with this mess next to me with the three kids. and the, I liked that. But if you can't, like you just said, if you can't get mentally tougher at the range with everything else going on around you, why would you purposely cancel that out with earbuds? Well, because the, you, unless you're playing golf with that family and the four-year-old and stuff like that, like you're gonna when you're out on the golf course, you're gonna be in a place that's pretty quiet, not a whole lot going on, and like how we do, we play music while we're playing golf. 
Like I, I still don't like that is fascinating to me. How can you not be okay with listening to music on headphones on the driving range, and yet you're fine with music on the golf course? All right, so this is today, Maddie and the Caddy patron poll question. Hit us up social media at Maddie M A T T Y the word and C A D D I E. Twitter. Both, neither, or a combo of the two. Help! What do you? Help no, 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 no. Wait, what, what, what did you just do? No, that's what I want. I want. I'm saying, help me to our fans. Help me. I'm. You tell me. Is it both music on the on the range? I and love on music the on the course. course. I've got two of those cart Bose speakers that I wrap on the cart. I right. love that. So you're okay with? I mean, you you remember when we played down in South Florida, and we had music on the cart. When the guy we were playing with, fantastic, he was awesome. Like we, we let him pick the music, right? And yet we went and played a part three and had to leave the cart sitting, and our music affected other people that were playing on a different hole because of where we had to leave the cart. And I'm they mind- weren't happy about it because no, they mindful. wanted to listen to Pat Boone. And I'm very mindful of that. Yeah, but you didn't turn the volume down when we went to go hit our no, shots. I forgot. I was busy trying to. So then you're my not very eye. mindful of that. No, 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 but- <laughs> I'm mindful of that, unless I'm not. <laughs> I'm mindful about it, unless I just don't care about you. All right. So unless that, you want to listen to Pat Boone. Help us out. Do you have a problem with people creating a false environment for themselves by putting in <laughs> AirPods? Creating a false environment? <laughs> All right. So, uh, huge news uh, for the caddies. Yes. And, and, and you get some And we're going to discuss this. Yes. So, what is it? Ready? So a couple of days ago, I got a text message and have been invited to play in the Wednesday Pro-Am here at the Farmers Insurance Open. Oh, a lot of, so, that's a lot of pressure. Bruh. Not only am I invited to play, it looks like uh, we're going to have the cameras and everything out there. So, what, what does that mean? That means that my swing and my ability is going to be put on video and shown at some point on Sports Center. Oh, even better. <laughs> For who? Me. Oh, you see, man. So here's the thing that I'm going like, to go I, through. Today. If I got this, I don't know if I would commit because I'd be scared to death. I would have to wear a diaper. I'm terrified. Are you going to wear a diaper? Nah. No. No. Because I can wear rain pants. It's <laughs> <laughs> not the one I'm worried about. Um,. Oh, it's going to be raining. <laughs> so I have this played is, this once is, before. First of all, congratulations. Thanks, man. This is huge. I'm very, yes. I'm proud of you. So yeah. Here now, all right. Who? So and tonight when? at the pairings party. Here's the thing. This is where I'm struggling. Right. All right. So the first teeth. Now, of course, farmers, as with all proams, it's it it is a quote unquote random draw. But of course the the sponsor gets a couple of picks and I think they have three or four. Mm-hmm. So like Tiger, of course, is going to be off the board. Right. Ricky will be off the board. Phil, he's, yeah. Rory. Um, Phil, maybe. Maybe Rory might be off the board. I don't know. But like Justin will be off the board because he's a farmer's ambassador because farmers in Zurich are kind of like friends. Um, But the first tea time is at 6.40 a.m. That's right. No, what what do you mean that's right? No, that's not okay. Well, that's because that's when Tiger and Phil will never not be the first tee time off. And, ever. of course, they are. So but That's what I'm saying. They're always the first. They, they, they like to get out of there by 9 a.m. Okay, ready? So yeah. here's here's my choices. What do you mean your choices? So here's the guys who I have on a list of who tonight I'm going to go after. 
Okay. Why do you get to choose? Because my, te- well, my teammates aren't out on tour almost every week. So finding a guy who's not only going to be fun to play with, but, do you know, but also will put up with our antics. Do you know who your team is? No, I got well. I just got their phone numbers text to me. So, but but I was told that they were excited to play with me. And who do they belong to? Farmers. Okay, I think they're uh, part of the sales team at Farmers. Okay, so yeah. Now I have played with I have played with one of the CEOs of Farmers in the past, and we played with Ricky, and that was like. I didn't feel any pressure there because Ricky is one of my boys. So right. it was like, and the the CEO from from Farmers that we play with, his first shot snap hook left and almost killed someone. Wow! And I actually got off the tee just fine because I was comfortable. Now that's awesome. We had to play with Ricky, one of your one of your boys. I must have missed that podcast he was on. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Kid, you got his number. No, but apparently you're not using So there it. you go. <laughs> All right. So so here's the list. Here's your choices. Guys. All right. All right. So I'm going to start with the times, okay? Right. So at 6.50 a.m., Gary Woodland will probably be available, depending on when I get the pick. That's so, a strong one out of the gate. I know. It's He's US a good Open guy. Champ. He's a great dude. Friend and, of the program. Comfortable with them, exactly. Yeah. Everything, which is cool. All right. So that's 7.50 or 6.50 a.m. The guy who I spoke to yesterday who I thought would be a lot of fun to play with who I've never played golf with before is Cameron Champ. Who was on the He's podcast at the Phoenix Open. Correct. Yep. He's got a 7.40 a.m. tee time, and I just want the people to see how long he is in person. Cause and he he's not been, a big even guy. Though he, he won the Safeway Open in the fall. Yeah. If you remember, that was when Phil and, and Steph played in the Pro-Am together. And then Cameron ended up winning that one, and I think his grandfather was in hospice at the time. Like in a very bad way. So, it, and his grandfather is the one who introduced him to golf. So, I mean, it was very emotional. But he's just a really good guy. Also, one of the African Americans that plays out here on tour. Um, and then right after him, seven fifty. This is all on the south course. Is Jason Day? Hmm. Again, friend of the program. Yeah. Um, is just a fun guy to be around, and and. He was world number one. You know what I mean? It's now we're Day, yeah. So. Now we're entering different stratosphere of go- of golf yeah. celebrity. Right. So Tony Finau is available at eleven ten a.m. I think he'll be he'll be available. And this is all like I said, depending on when we pick. Eleven ten is Tony Finau. Eleven twenty, Jordan Spieth. And I was like, he might be an interesting one too. Again, me and we're friends. Me and him. Me and his caddy. Really good friends. Um. And he's been going through a tough time, so it might be beneficial for both of us to play and have fun the right. day before the tournament starts. Okay. Um, one of my wild cards is Matthew Wolf. See, I like that one. With the wild swing. Yep. Young gun. Young gun. Great to, yeah. Hey, young. Yes. But being around that swing all day to watch him just repeat it and repeat right. it. He's a George which, Gankus student. Yes. I'd love to hear all about it. Yeah. Yes. Yes, yeah, so that's it on the south course. Now on the north course, eight ten John Rom, who wants to be on the podcast with us. So this would be kind of solidified. He's an Arizona State guy. Yes, that's exactly right. And a, and a fan and a fan of the radio show and the podcast. So, like John Rom will be awesome. And eleven forty is Bubba Watson. That Ooh. one could go hit or miss. No, not if not me and him together. 
that's the thing, even though it's on the north course, like me and Bubba together with cameras around, it's going to be bananas fun because of the needling and the goofiness. And there's one last guy who I wasn't really thinking about until I saw him this morning driving over to start on the back nine to practice on the south course. And I, this is why I'm curious to see how you feel about this one. Ready? Yep. 810, number one, north course, Patrick Reed. Mm. Exactly. Exactly. Now, regardless of how people – just full disclosure, regardless of how everyone else feels about Patrick Reed, he's a guy I call a friend. We text. Me and his caddy Kessler, that's my movie-running dude. Like, this is all – we are off the golf course, away from work. We're friends. This will be the first time we actually got to be on the golf course and play golf together. But it also will be, like, cameras around and stuff like that. So you're – there's a good chance you're going to see a side of Patrick Reed that you've never yeah, seen Yeah, that's what before. I'm saying. You would actually be good for Patrick Reed. Well, that's what he always <laughs> wants to says. Like, you know, when can me and him do some fun stuff? Because he's like, I can be myself around you, and and you get it. And you wouldn't let it be turned into something that it's not. Which I think, like, I mean, that's a big compliment for someone to trust you enough to say that and mean it. So... But I also, like, there's a part of me that's like, man, I don't want people to think that I would do that just, like, as a publicity stunt. You know what right. I mean? Like, no, I get that. I don't want people to take it in the wrong way. That it, Look, I'm, I'm actually just playing golf with a guy who's my friend and going to let you see a side of him that you probably didn't know existed. So I think a couple of things need to happen. One... I think whoever you pick, you need to have them agree that they'll be in the podcast with us next week to recap Ooh. it. Okay. Or I can, you know what? I'll record. Um, I'll just do a, a recorded thing with them later this week. And yeah, we do a quick. Play. We'll just do a yeah. quick interview with them tomorrow. Yeah. Afterwards, we recap. Yeah. Yes. All right. All right. So, I would say Gary Woodland, Cameron Champ, Jason Day, Jordan Spieth, Tony Finau, Matthew Wolf. John Rahm, Bubba Watson, Patrick Reed. That's who I'm that's who that's who my prime targets are. Now right, there's, so, there might be a chance that all mm-hmm. of those guys are gone by the time it's my turn to pick, but Speeth will be gone. You think so? Yes. I mean he's, if I get like the Jordan third Speed. or fourth pick. Alright, so, so where are you? Top gun, man. I was gonna say, what do you This is the beautiful thing of San Diego. What do you Miramar? Yeah, actually, it's it's not far from here at all. You gonna do your that Damn that it, moment in the it, movie where it. you're on your motorcycle and you fist pump the <laughs> F14 about to land? Uh, I'll do that on my fat scooter, PHAT fat. <laughs> Pretty hot and tempting. You seen that video I put up on Instagram <laughs> with my ten year old rolling on that fat scooter? He had the speaker on and stuff. He looked so cool. So, in the interest of entertaining the viewer, yes, six fifty a.m. is nine fifty a.m. Eastern. Okay. Which means you get in the noon window of Sports Center with Gary Woodland. Cameron Champ wouldn't wouldn't wow the Sports Center producers enough. Not right away, but when Tony w- Finau would, but that takes you out of TV until later because that starts at one ten p.m. Eastern, so that takes you right. out of TV. Anything so read Rom. Woodland and Day, 
get you on TV during the noon Eastern window of sports time? I'm not really focused on that. I think you should be. I'm not. I mean, you're out there to work. You're out there working for ESPN. I know it's hard for you to put <laughs> put professional above personal all the time. You know what, though? You know, and you golf with it's... all your buddies. You're the most friend promiscuous person I've ever talked to in my life. <laughs> friend promiscuous? You're kind like of I'm cheating on friends. How do I do? You, I what mean, are you talking about you're you're you you're kind of you're kind of slutty. How am I friend promiscuous? <laughs> I mean, everybody's your friend. Wait, say that again. Everybody's your friend. Well, yeah, I don't hate anybody. I didn't say you had to hate Rarely. <laughs> There's not a lot of people I dislike. Actually, you know what? You know who you're getting paired with tomorrow? Brando Shambly. There is a tournament <laughs> that I am going to play in, the Monday of Arnold Palmer, yeah. that Brando Shambly also pay, plays in. And last year when I was there and saw him, he pretty much ran from me. I'm sure he's scared to death. Because I had my camera out. Well, I had my phone out because he knows what's coming. All right. So, so yeah, Brandel, which is, I don't have, this is the other thing. I like, I don't have a problem with Brandel. I don't, like, I know he's mad that I call him out for his bull, you know, but if I'll be the first one to admit too, if I was starting a debate team, he's my number one choice. No question. He is my number one draft pick if I'm starting a golf debate. Easy. No question. So, how, when, so the parents' party's tonight. Tonight, yeah. Right, so here's Actually, the what I can do. do is I can, I can do social media. Yeah. And put it out there. So now you're going to be selfish. You just do it on yours. Or can you put it on Maddie and the Caddy? No, I can put it on Maddie and the Caddy, right. or I can repost on Maddie and the Caddy. Yeah, too. please do. Yeah, because I, I think everyone's yeah. going to want to know who you get paired with. I, I just still want to know how do you feel about Patrick Reed? I love it. I do too. But man. I think it's too much of a home game for you because your buddy's with Kessler, and Kessler listens to the podcast. Yeah, but still, like it would, it would be a. And very... I don't think I don't think Patrick's going to give you as much as you think. Because he's going to be with sponsors. If it was just you two, no, he's not. He's not. He's not sponsored by farmers. Doesn't matter. It's they're still me. execs. No, man. It, they're not though. They're just some sales guys. As far as I know, I don't okay. think they're, it's not like big, powerful CEO guys. You know. So, also, see if farmers wants to sponsor the podcast. That's a possibility. When are you going to do something for work? When is this going to stop being about you? I'm sorry. Did I not already do a Sports <laughs> Center hit this morning and stuff? When, you know what I mean. When I'm your sorry. golf vacation? Oh, do the you, only, Harry, do you Harry not, works. Have you not? I don't remember you pulling anybody off of college football for the podcast. You have been with some big name people who we both know are large golfers. You know what's great about this? Is I'm mouthing off to you, and I've done two Sports Center since December fifth. See, two. <laughs> <laughs> I've done two. Yeah, see? See? So, All right, so post tonight, who you get. I love the Patrick Reed. Okay, I feel better about it, too, because I really felt really good about it. Yeah, I but love that one. Quite honestly, like Patrick Reed is the guy who I'm really going to go for, even though he's playing on the north course, and I, I want to get on the south course. But if I have the opportunity. If I had to rank them, I'd rank Rom in the top three. Yeah, agreed. He, Rom, but the problem is Rom is on the on the north course. He'll as fill well. it out. He'll you'll have fun with old Rom. Absolutely. Though. Arizona yeah. State guy loves to have fun. Yeah, yeah. But I'm gonna say like so on the south course. I'm gonna say Jordan one, Gary Woodland two, Cameron Champ three, Jason Day four, then Finau and Matthew Wolf. I can't and wait then, to end up with Sung J M. 
Yeah, I'd be cool with that too. Or man. like Wyndham Clark. <laughs> I don't. If you I know, go you know what sleeper is the on draft. there. You know what sleeper is. Seriously, Keith Mitchell sleeper. You'd have oh, a hell I'm, of a time. You with know what? And I saw Crunchy Pete. Yeah, his caddy, Crunchy Pete. So yeah, that would be a black. You know the other sleeper that's on there, even though he's teeing off at six fifty. Harold Varner the third. Again, you're working. You're there for work. What work do you think is going to happen at 6.50 in the morning other than me being pissed off on my first cup of coffee? Yeah, pissed off that you're playing Tory Pines in the Pro-Am. But it's going to be 45 oh, degrees. All right. um, I'm going to have hand warmers. This is a good place to end the podcast. Get- I just wanna, I'm going to slap <laughs> you right so now. You're so mad right now. All right. You're so mad sitting in the snow. <laughs> you know, cold Maddie's not a nice Maddie. <laughs> not, that's exactly why I'm flying back to Florida tomorrow. Uh, see? Right. You could, hey, you could catch a flight out to Tory. And Caddy. Yeah, that would go over well. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> funny. You gonna right. caddy? You'll step in and caddy for George. All right, so please, yeah, I will anytime. <laughs> See, not right. me though. <laughs> I'm gonna caddy for you at the Jeter. Did you get that Maybe. cleared? No, not yet. I'm oh, working on it. God. And you just gave away a secret. No, you said it. Oh. See, I don't know no, what you're I talking didn't. about. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot That's that a- was. I forgot that was off air. That's, no, but see, that's okay. Now we we there's a little nugget. There's out a there. little taste. So, well, you're gonna find out how many people are paying attention and really listening to the podcast. So, because they're gonna be like, wait, what did he just say? Yeah. And now there's a lot of people that are just like, yo, hit the thing to skip it ten seconds back. Do it again. <laughs> we'll take it. It gets yeah. one more completed list. All right, we appreciate the listen and the download, Caddy. Enjoy a uh, Tory Pines. Before we get out of here. Let's, let's do our Tiger prediction. Give me an exact, just for fun, I don't, we can do the window if we want, but let's give an exact number. Where will Tiger Woods finish his first tournament of the year? Eighth. I'm going 22nd. Wow, that far down? Yeah. <sighs> Eighth to 22nd. We'll revisit that next week. We will see who Caddy's playing in the Pro-Am with. We'll revisit the entire Pro-Am and... Uh, Have a guest, maybe? Yeah. Because I'm going to talk to whoever I play with. Okay, good. All right. So there you go. I'm getting a guess, and then you're not allowed to bitch about it. Uh, way, way to go. You showed <laughs> like that'll me. happen. <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you guys next week on another edition of Maddie and the Caddy. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Maddie and the Caddy. Check out more great ESPN podcasts in the ESPN app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Maddie and the Caddy.